Sarah, it's Nick Davies from Reputation Ace. How are you doing? Hello, Nick. Hi. Good, thank you. You? Brilliant. Yeah, I'm great, thank you. It's been a busy start to the year and um, really pleased to have you on again because obviously we spoke pretty much a year ago almost exactly, wasn't it? Yeah, it must have been sometime, I don't know, a few weeks after lockdown kicked in. When we first spoke, you were starting to have issues with your produce coming from China. It was all just getting the supply chains were starting to break down. Yeah, so possibly end of February time then. Yeah, probably. Yeah, around that time, yeah. Okay, well, a lot has definitely changed since then. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I understand you're still doing Miss Millie and you've, you've pivoted as well. And you're also doing Riding with Mates. Can I just start yes. by sort of... How has how has Miss Millie? What's happened to Miss Millie in the last year? Okay, well, once lockdown kicked in, basically business fell off a cliff. The main reason being that about ninety five percent of my business is supplying stores throughout the UK, so they closed, and that was it. Nobody was ordering anymore. Beginning of February, so pretty much this time last year, we were at the Spring Fair, and that's when you know rumours started flying about what's happening and what's going to go on and blah right. blah blah. It's our best event of the year. We took loads of orders, some which we were able to fulfil, and lots which people had put on hold for delivery in March and April. And then we just lost all those orders, basically. We had to cancel them. I know some some companies held held people to them or, you yeah. know, or partially, but you can't force people to buy <laughs> when a situation like lockdown happens and you've no idea what's going on. So, yeah. Almost immediately, you know, pretty much business stopped. So, um, cue mild panic, shall we say? Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> Gosh. Um, crikey, what we're going to do now? There's, you know, there's only me in the business and nothing coming in. Keeping my fingers crossed that maybe any government income support would work for me. But as a director of a limited company, there wasn't anything. So March, April, May was just horrific. That was the real sting, was it? Right, it just instantly. Yeah, pr- pretty much instantly. The shops closed. Obviously, they don't want stock, so it was horrible. And at the same time, I had my daughter fifty percent at the time, so I had her for company at some point. We struggled through the technology side, really, of home learning. Business had gone under, and I don't live with my partner, so we couldn't see each other. So I have to say, it was one of the worst periods of my life, and I've been through traumatic family deaths, God knows what, but. When you suddenly see everything just disappear from under you and you haven't got another adult there to speak to face to face, it was really, really tough. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, you look back at it now and think, oh, crikey, that is you know, nearly a year ago. It's, it is crazy. Cause yeah. As hard as it's been, it also does seem to have gone very quickly. It has, hasn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. absolutely flown by. Um Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's very hard to, to take that in and digest it because we've been doing this forever, but it also seems like a short amount of time too. It's, yeah, yes, it's strange. Yes, it's, it's very strange actually. I did have a, a conversation with my daughter the other day about how, to me, you know, it's starting, you see things on telly and you're questioning, okay, oh, let's look, was that film during or pre-lockdown? Yes. Or, you know, how are yeah. people standing on all this? And, you know, and I was saying to her, I really hope it doesn't come to the point where you think this is normal. It's not normal. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, wearing masks and everything, because kids have adapted brilliantly to it. They have. Um, but, yeah. Anyway, sorry, back to business. Going no, on, on no. I mean, the whole thing, it's all so interesting and it all just encapsulates everybody's business. A lot of people will have gone through definitely the same emotions. 
any sort of shops just completely shut down other than you yeah. know the you know Tesco's big and some market. big companies yeah. yeah so I think pretty quickly you started to do something which I thought was quite interesting you started doing gifts didn't you I think you were sending them out is that right yeah, so what I did was the fact that everybody's at home they still need to buy presents for people let's try and ramp up the direct-to-consumer side of the business so sure. my my website is very consumer facing it looks like a retail website um, and you log in as a trade customer which is what I wanted I wanted the brand to look like it sits completely you know on the high street or the virtual high street if you yeah. like yeah. so at that time uh, direct-to-consumer sales were probably only just three percent of the business so I thought okay well we need to focus on growing growing that without any cash input that's quite hard so I tried to think of another way to do it, and we came up with the letterbox loveliness. Right, um, that's right, yeah. Yeah, so basically what it is, is you order a piece of jewellery that is letterbox-sized, you choose the colour you would like for your recipient, you give us a message, the style, do they want a bold, something bold or something delicate, and then from the small amount of jewellery stock that I actually hold at home, I would gift wrap that and post it out in a jiffy bag that was decorated by hand by my daughter or I. Oh, okay, So that's we nice. had a few evenings, which and actually it was really relaxing. Yeah. Sitting and colouring in uh, jiffy envelopes, doing like you know nice colourful designs on them. Yeah. And the thought behind it was, so you've got somebody who can carry on, you know, buying a birthday gift or just a thinking of you gift. We get it in the post for them. Hopefully, seeing a nice colourful jiffy bag makes the postman smile and then it lands on somebody's doormat yep. and, you know and it'll make them smile too with a, a lovely personal note inside so yeah. I did a bit of PR with that got some national PR trade PR yeah and it's worked really well and we've carried on with it we did a Christmas version oh brilliant um, yeah. and we're still doing it now so yeah that's that's going well and that's that's helped yeah sales haven't you know direct to consumer sales haven't grown enormously but they've definitely grown yeah and I've also started working with a company that specialises in tweaking algorithms for Google Shopping. Now, I haven't got a clue about the technology behind it. Okay, yeah, sounds um, interesting. But it's all about gauging which products are selling well for you through through Google Shopping and trying to capitalise on those. So that's been quite interesting. And I think, I mean, we're only three months in and we're at the stage where in the next three months it has to prove itself, really. But it's interesting to see that if... On a couple of items, if somebody buys a specific scarf we've got, we have a blue floral scarf and a silver heart brooch. If I get an order through for one, I tend to get an order through for three of them in the day. So there's something okay. in it that works. It says, okay, this is selling. We'll yeah. do a bit more uh, buzz around this and put, make it more prominent. And then you get some more orders from it. So interesting times, really. Yeah, definitely. So at least that's created a, a new avenue for you to explore. And hopefully the distribution comes back too in the long term and you can continue this line as well yes oh definitely want to run them alongside each other when so obviously christmas is a hugely important time so the november lockdown was just catastrophic again yeah. but october was quite a good sales period for us i mean nowhere near normal but it felt like a little lift and okay brilliant so then you know november it all came crashing down again yes yeah. and basically you know december november december was a write-off and in December, I did say to myself, right, you need to be prepared now that nothing is going to happen until April. And I'm so glad because when the lockdown hit, I was expecting it again. And I'd, I'd already said to myself, anything that happens January to March is going to be a bonus, really. So, yeah, 
and here we are. <laughs> okay. Have you heard from your contacts in China? Are they trying to get the produce back out again, or has that sort of? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. yes, that was that was a massive issue at the time, wasn't it? And yeah. We did get the stock in. It was late, but in the end, we didn't really need it because we were in sure. lockdown. Makes sense. So yeah. we were sat with a you know with a warehouse full of spring and summer stock. So what happened with that was that. I paid deposits, I was committed to some orders, and I didn't back out of them, I went ahead with them. Okay. So the stock is there, but there was a percentage of the stock. So when they make the jewellery, they create the metal base and the plating, and then the colour pieces, so the painting or the coloured resin is added afterwards. So I basically said, okay, hold on anything that hasn't had colour added to it, we'll hold that back until, well this year now, until now, and I'll just change the colours to fit the season. Oh, so okay. we managed to hold back maybe a quarter of the stock. So, you know, that just gave me a bit of breathing space, really, and a bit less cash to spend out, if you like. Yeah. So we managed to do that. Spring, summer stock and restocks that we had come in, I've rolled over, added new colours for this season from that stock that was held. So we have got a fresh look. We have got new designs and new pieces in for now. And I've just had to start doing my autumn winter orders, which is finger in the air again, really. Yeah. How can how can we predict what's going to happen? But you have to think it's going to come back. It's going to come back. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, definitely. I was speaking to someone yesterday, and I think he obviously he doesn't have a crystal ball when he said that, but he's thinking hopefully we'll get back to some kind of new normality by you know the end of the summer, that kind of time. Um, yeah. Other people are saying, obviously, hopefully we'll be out of this lockdown um, April, May. I'm not sure. But obviously, yeah, it's completely up in the air, isn't it? Yeah, I'm thinking April, May, and I'm thinking people are happy to be out. Yes. Hopefully we have a good summer, and they'll want to go and shop for themselves. Because, you know, at the moment, mm. who's wearing jewellery? Maybe, you know, people have got important Zooms they might, or it's their birthday and they're having a Zoom party. So, But when we get back again, hopefully... You know, and we saw it really in October, actually. People did go out shopping again. Definitely. And what's been really nice is that the whole shop local and shop small um, has really taken off. And yes. a number of my trade customers have said, you know, it, it, the run-up to Christmas was fantastic because we really did get people coming in saying, we don't want to lose you, we're going to shop with you more. And a lot of the shops had had a great time, in that, you know, when they could open again for a, for a week or two in December. Yeah, I think there is that massive demand and it's just being suppressed at the moment. And um, yeah, as you said, I mean, we, we were happy to go out as soon as we were able to go out. The weather was just, the first lockdown, the weather was just absolutely fantastic. So we, we made yep. the most out of that. So when we get to the end of lockdown, you reopen as normal and just take it as it comes and just hope that everybody just comes flooding back, basically. Yeah, I mean, I'm working now, but on a part-time basis, so I've managed to flexible furlough myself. So I'm, you know, checking emails in the morning and working based on, on, on what the needs are with the business that day. But yeah, the odd customer is ordering at the moment because they're trying to refresh their windows, they're trying to, you know, get ready for reopening themselves. Yeah. Um, what is good is have the interest from potential new customers or lapsed customers who are using the time to review possible new suppliers, which is great as well, actually. So. Oh, that's really yeah. good. Okay. Yeah. How has your online brand and your image changed? Have you used the time to build new followers or anything like that? 
yeah, I've done a lot of social media actually. Yeah, <laughs> I've had good. the time to do it. Yes. <laughs> Whereas before, it was kind of a case of I need to find an hour to do some. Definitely. Um, yeah. Had a lot of time to work on it. So yeah, across Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, done quite done quite a lot really for Miss Millie. Focus focusing on direct to consumer mainly. Facebook. I then created a B two B private group for my customers. So through uh, okay. lockdown, I set up a two or three weekly Zoom meeting with with a handful of people that wanted to join in. So probably 16 customers and yeah. one or two of my sales agents joined in where, you know, when it was all very much in, up in the air, but okay, it looks like we might open then. All these people that, you know, like me work on their own with their own little businesses were able to share their thoughts and ideas and what they'd done and where they'd sourced PPE and what they'd done in their shops out. Oh, wow. You know, most of them have got quite small shops or shops in little areas and how they were going to direct customers around the shops and some people were putting in that you could book appointments to come in sort of first thing in the morning or last thing in the morning if you really didn't want to mix with other people so yes, okay. that was quite helpful actually and it, yeah it, it I can imagine that more, value it was nice to communicate with people and good to see my customers and, and I think it was helpful for them as well no that's brilliant it does so many different things as you were saying that I was just thinking the value it adds just in terms of being able to discuss business ideas with other people who have shops, etc., and to be part of another community that's forward-thinking and sort of just trying to, to navigate it rather than waving the white flag. Yeah. yeah. So that's moving on. You pivoted, got some new strategies, did lots of engagement. Can you tell me a little bit about your new project, which is you've launched? It's called Riding With Mates. So in my spare time, yeah. um, I do a lot of cycling. So cycling for nearly five years now, actually. In oh, fact, yeah. Probably almost five years to the day since I first got on a road bike and took to it straight away. Love it. And I have to say that through lockdown, it's kept me sane. And I consider myself very lucky that I have a hobby that I've been able to continue with. So I yeah. ride outdoors, obviously, but indoors as well. So if I have my daughter or time's very short... I can still get on, do an hour's workout and get the benefit of that sense of achievement of feeling like I've done something. Yeah, for sure. So I've met a lot of people through cycling and I made one friend through a... So I ride and race on a virtual platform called Swift. Okay. So you connect your bike up to a smart trainer and your computer and you have a little, well, very high quality avatar on a bike. You can choose different bikes. And you ride on screen with people from all around the world. That's cool. That sounds <laughs> really I interactive. With a, yeah. a women's race team. Okay. Um, and I made a couple, made some some really good friends through there, and we arranged. Well, I got coerced, and <laughs> then I then coerced someone else to go in 2019 and do a, a week cycling through the Pyrenees, oh, which wow. was epic. You know, riding yeah. some of the big Tour de France rides and whatnot. So. Yeah. We all had our wobbles beforehand, and one of my friends, Jenny, who it turns out lived down the road in Bromsgrove, so we started riding together outdoors as well as online. Her husband said to her, look, you've done all the training, keep calm, mm-hmm. uh, just treat it as a series of days of riding with your mates. I said, oh, I like that phrase, riding with mates. It just sat in my head for probably a year, and then last summer, I just sort of mentioned to Jenny, you know that riding with mates thing, I think there's something we can do with that. So we've created and launched, well, we launched middle of January, yeah. ridingwithmates.com for post-ride cycling-related loungewear, I guess you could call it. So yeah. it's not the lycra end, it's more for chilling out afterwards or keeping warm before we go and do a big event. So hoodies and t-shirts, we've added beans and towels, and we're just trying to create 
something a bit different for cyclists of all type of all types. You know, if you've got a hobby you really love, you like to you like to show off your passion, don't you? So yeah. Yeah, and there's so... a good community there. Yeah, cyclists. I was speaking to a lady who loves, who loves running, which is the same kind of thing. You can all meet up. Yeah. You can still socially distance as well, and it's yeah. good for the exercise, heart, you know, mind, body, and soul, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. The feeling you get, you know, afterwards, just, you know, it's hard to motivate yourself sometimes to get out and exercise. But if you think about, okay, well, I know that I'm, when, I'm, when I'm on my bike, I'm going to enjoy it. And I know that afterwards, I'm going to feel really good for having done it. Yeah. And particularly, you know, d- during lockdown, it's so easy to get into a complete funk and think, I just can't bother. I don't want to do anything. I'm just going to sit around in my pyjamas all day, do what I have to. And, you know, and then just, just let the days pass because I've had enough. Mm. So motivating yourself to get out and do something has so many benefits physically and mentally. Yeah, I always feel like putting your trainers on is the hardest part, really, isn't it? I think just yeah, getting definitely. out. Yeah, the weather's rubbish. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking through the website here. Yeah, I love the logo. That's cool. Nicely done. Thank you. We work with another um, somebody Jenny's in a in a cycling club with graphic cycling graphic designer. So uh, it was quite good. She got us quite quickly. Thank yeah, it's good. Obviously, it has the cycling, so everybody knows definitely riding with mates. But the tea as well sort of gives it the loungewear vibe as well. Yes, co- it's coffee. Every cyclist, coffee and cake. Coffee so and cake coffee afterwards. And cycling, yeah. All goes together. Or if you're going out on more of a group social ride, which obviously we can't do at the moment, the sure. cafe stop is a big thing for cyclists. Definitely. Yeah. It's especially quite big around Worcester in general, isn't it? Like obviously around the Malvins, if we ever went around there, there's loads of cycling routes and the cyclists meet up and have their coffee then. Oh, definitely. Obviously through lockdown, it's grown massively. I'm yeah. a member of Worcester St John's Cycle Club. Okay. And the number of people that have joined, particularly at the lower sort of entry level end and just wanting to keep fit, it, it's huge numbers really. So hopefully it carries on and it, there's definitely a big push for more sustainable transport methods. I think people have found that actually, you know, you can go and get the right kind of bike with the right kind of kit on it and you can go and do your shopping you don't need to jump in the car for these three mile journeys yeah it's true it does tick a lot of boxes in this sort of new new era as well yeah right definitely yeah um i haven't ridden a bike for a couple of years now but um i always love the sense of freedom you have even just the feeling from when i was a kid and i got on my bike you do feel like you can go anywhere can't you and you do feel yeah uh, and you you see different things and you see roads that you would never see in your car because you think oh i'm just down that road there and off off your top and you think wow i never (laughs) would have come here in a car yeah you know it wasn't where i was going but on a bike you just want to explore really so definitely especially when the weather's starting to get a bit nicer (laughs) you know hopefully we can have the same kind of weather we did last year yeah well we sometimes have heat wave in march don't we i know we've barbecued before in march yeah Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, touch wood, hopefully. (laughs) But I love that, you know, I love also the sense that the community is building as well, which I'm really pleased that a lot of people, you know, especially if they're on their own. I know sometimes, probably with all sports, it can feel quite daunting to go and join your local club. But in general, cyclists are pretty welcoming, you know, friendly, and they want to share their knowledge and help you get on. Yeah. So, So definitely, if anybody listening to this has sort of been out and, thought well, I'd like to take a bit further and once we're allowed to I'd like to ride with other people definitely look up a local club they're all over the place definitely and they will welcome you with open arms and you know no question is stupid because we've all started <laughs> from from zero knowledge base level you know there's, there's guys in our club that 
that are in their 60s and 70s that used to race that have been doing this forever and they are more than happy to help the rest of us that don't have the knowledge definitely yeah my dad always said that if you're ever nervous or anything ask some questions because somebody is a fountain of knowledge and they they'll fall over themselves to help you and that's that's obviously yeah. you know you build bonds that way as well so everybody benefits oh definitely yeah so what we've done with the website because so jenny my business partner on this is a trainer and consultant within the nhs and like me she saw her income kind of drop pretty drastically when lockdown hit so sure. we had the idea um but we needed to do it as low risk as possible, which is why we're doing it with printing to order with order windows. So our first order window finishes on Sunday, get the garments printed based on the orders people have placed. So, you know, you're ordering and obviously you've got to wait a few weeks for your goods, but yeah. hopefully we'll be able to speed that up as we go. But, you know, we're not in a position to be able to buy in stock, particularly with clothing when you have to have so many different sizes and colours yeah, and whatnot. So we're trying to, you know, we're just trying to build it very slowly and see what happens but it's always good to do something based on your passion oh yeah definitely especially if you then start wearing it you have a few friends wearing like the hoodies yep. after etc and stuff <laughs> yeah coerced all, all, coerced all family into you know come on first, first order we've got to get you all in the kit so we can get some decent photos yeah definitely get the content <laughs> no that's great no, the website looks great. It's um, yeah, it's as you said before, it's ridingwithmates.com, and um, yeah. yeah, that hoodie looks nice. It looks like good quality. Yeah, we've gone down a an ethical pathway, which fits ever so well with cycling anyway, being so green. Yeah. So we are trying to apply products that are either organic cotton or vegan friendly or are made in a very socially compliant method. So trying to do it that way as well as having products that are soft and comfy and, and feel good to wear yeah definitely that's great so to bring it all together what do you have planned for the rest of the year is it just pretty much build all three as in the wholesale the direct-to-consumer with miss millie and just build riding with mates or do you have anything else that yeah you have? What, what's going to happen if we open up and everything goes mad and riding with mates takes off i don't know okay yeah <laughs> That would be a nice problem to have. Sure. So, yeah, next, so normally at this time of year, I would be at Spring Fair at the NEC for the wholesale side. Yeah. That's now a three-day virtual event next week with a few seminars and things, and then had to record a five-minute sort of video showcase that will be shown out. So hopefully next oh, week there'll be some trade interest and, um, and we can work on a bit of that, possibly get some new customers interested. As I say, I'm hoping that shops will be open again in April, fingers crossed. Sure, yeah. So maybe to mid-March, towards the end of March, the orders then will start picking up as people, you know, look to reopen. Yes, I'll carry on with the direct-to-consumer the way through. A big hit on for Mother's Day, which I need to remind myself when it is actually in March. Yeah. Um, because I think that could, that could be really good, particularly Lovely. if we're still locked down and people need to post things. Yes, definitely. And riding with mates, as I say, first order window closes Sunday, so we get on with our first production run. Yeah. Um, and we've got new designs waiting. So it's this first run has been about the sort of the logo and the brand. Next run, we're having more sort of lifestyle prints around sort of freedom, happy place, how cycling makes us feel really oh um, good yeah so i love that we'll get yeah. on with yeah building that really so yeah they're sort of pokers in the fire i think they say don't they on, yeah. on all three on all three angles definitely um and just trying to stay positive it's what everybody needs to do isn't it yeah i think this will be very inspirational because you've being in in retail and well in your wholesale stroke retail 
everyone's had a really tough year and you've responded like magnificently and you've um you've been yeah it's been good i saw i saw a few on linkedin as well how you saw that you know how you pivoted and you've come up with new ideas and you definitely haven't let it beat you and a year on obviously it's been a long fight for everyone but i mean you've got a lot of uh, a lot to show for it and um you know weathering a storm like this you know bodes well for the future yes being good with money i had buffers and those buffers have been critical yes and I've used that as a lesson actually with my daughter and my partner's daughters and said, you know, this is why you need savings. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> why you need to, it's really important to have savings and to have buffers because I've seen so many people through this that, you know, businesses have just closed left, right and centre and in some cases it's been worth doing if people are close to retirement and, and whatnot. There's no point in reopening your shop if you're only going to do it for another six months to a year maybe, but yes. so many businesses have gone to the wall through no fault of their own but some people do work hand to mouth and it's not the way to run no. a long-term business yeah you do need it and it's a valuable lesson for as you said for your you know for your kids and um, and yeah. for everyone so yeah i think we've all learned a lot i think we're all still smarting from it obviously oh yeah and but, for a while yeah i think yeah i think it will be for a while but um yeah we're still here so that's the main thing yep definitely definitely How, how's your business been it was a little bit quiet instantly it was a people were a bit concerned we did lose Shock a, factor, wasn't there? yeah some people were saying like we just can't afford to do it anymore we're shut now and you know and i said that's absolutely fine and we just sort of we just stopped with a few clients but then we had a massive influx near the end of the year and then this year because i was i spent so much time over the last couple of months really working on our website and really you know speaking to our just engaging with the people who would be looking for our services i i've had five clients in the last week and um you know that we've got so we've had a lot of interest and yeah Yeah. it's, it's been fantastic so touch wood fingers crossed we've been yeah we're really um we're doing okay at the moment thanks yeah Oh, yeah. brilliant. No, that's good to hear. I know uh, I have a friend who is, uh, she works for herself as a, a marketing and business development consultant in highways, and she was the same. Her, her work just fell off the cliff. Mm. She was like, I don't understand why, because nothing's changed in my industry. Yeah, exactly. You know? And then gradually it came back, and she's found herself in a stronger position than ever. So there was definitely um, gut reactions at the beginning all over the place. Yeah. Um, and a, a really scary time for a lot of people. I think so. Yeah, I think it was so dramatic. And so many businesses just thought, well, I can't even see a way through this. so I'm just going to shut down completely. Um, but yeah. it's, it's the people that obviously continue to work and actually spent more on their marketing, not necessarily more yeah. money as such, but more time and effort in building yeah. their actual brand that, you know, that are coming through the other yeah. side. Yeah. That, that is such a key thing that with my marketing background that, that was drilled into me that I've always firmly believed is that when times get tough, you don't stop marketing. That's when you get market share. So, yes. so yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's similar with the stock market. When you know when when everything's going up, people want to buy. But the masters know that you know the time to buy is when there's blood on the streets. I think as it's saying so. <laughs> pretty gruesome, but yeah, um, you know you've you've just got to fight through it. And um, you know, at the end of the day, it is survival of the fittest, isn't it? Really. Oh, definitely. Yes. Yeah. I su- I suspect when so. I'm hopeful, hoping July is my next supposed trade show. I say I'm hopeful. I don't think it'll go ahead. I think... I'd love it too. You know, we need to wait until most people are vaccinated and most people that that would be there, 
exhibiting or an age group that's way down the priority list so yeah 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 I, i'm not hopeful but i think when we maybe september when we get back it's it's going to be interesting to see what it looks like and you know who's managed to get through and, and what changes they've made and how they changed the sizes of their stands and yeah yeah it's it's weird because i have to sort of i start to get excited about when we open again and then you have to sort of temper yourself because you're not really sure what you're going to open to yeah. but i personally can't wait to go out i can't wait to go to the cinema again i like i just think all the all the art and culture that i just completely um took for granted you know and um yes oh yeah. music music yeah. i want to go to a concert and i want to dance oh yeah definitely <laughs> yeah i just i'll do things that i didn't even do before just so i can actually go out and experience yeah. them again so <laughs> And hopefully that feeling will last and we will be much more grateful for, you know, all the things that we took for granted, you know, the simple things of enjoying ourselves, going out and meeting up with friends and having a picnic or, yeah. you know, a barbecue with the whole family. And we've already got plans for, you know, Christmas with both my side of the family and my partner's side of the family once we can all get together again. We're having Christmas in whenever it may be, May or June. Right. Oh, so, OK, that's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just have a big blowout. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We need to really celebrate human connectivity again, don't we? Physical. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I think more, so many people, and I'm seeing it more and more now, um, you know, the British are, aren't they, stereotypically reserved, but so many people are missing hugs. Yeah. And, you know, and face-to-face smiles. Oh, yeah, definitely. Just, yeah, being able to, you know, I feel I'm in the supermarket talking to the cashier, and thinking, can she tell I'm smiling? I am yeah. smiling at her. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, you have to be really sort of with your eyes and your eyebrows, don't yeah, you? Just yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it's going to be great on the other side, all things being well. And, um, yeah, I, I really wish you the best for the future. You've done really well this year and um, well, you know, within this year period. And, yeah, definitely all the best. I'll send this to you, obviously, before we go live. Um, you know, put the links in the description. And, uh, yeah, Thank you. All, all the best. I really wish you well. Thank you, Nick. It's been nice to talk to you again. I really can't believe it was February when we last spoke. Yeah, That's... give or take. Yeah, about 11 and a half, 12 months ago. It's, uh, it's amazing, yeah. isn't it? Wow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thanks very much for your time. Um, enjoy the rest of the day, and I'll speak to you soon. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank take you care. Now. Take care. Bye.